is up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Deja View Podcast. Uh, we are talking about the TV show Sopranos. This is a show where we go and look at a lot of the old TV shows that have, that have happened already. This is not a current event show, as far as TV goes, Travis. We can talk about current events if you want. Travis, how you doing? Uh, you know, we're making it through the week. I'm okay. I'm okay. It's Friday. We're recording on a Friday. We are. Uh, you know, look, it's been kind of crazy. Uh, really crazy. <laughs> I would say so. Uh, some people are pushing through with their stuff. Some people are taking a little time off. I think mutually we thought it wasn't the right time to record one during the week. Yep. You know, uh, let some other people speak. Uh, people's minds are on other things. Uh, you know, I thought I thought we should give it. We we didn't do the games cast or films cast last week either. Yeah. I thought it would be a good idea just to let people, other people, speak about more important issues going on. Travis, I agree. Uh, but we were able since we did delay a little bit we were able to get mm-hmm. an episode into this episode right uh, so i know we teased last week we were just going to do episode uh seven and eight but we decided to go ahead and throw episode nine in there unidentified black males it's yeah. topical ish like uh, we didn't even plan that <laughs> didn't plan it at all it just kind of happened that. Yeah. Um, but like yeah we you know it doesn't it's not as uh, egregious as you might think but it is exactly what you think it is. Yeah. Uh, we'll touch on it a little bit. It's we did like Trey said. I didn't really. We didn't really feel like this was the forum to talk about a lot of the things going on. Uh, I know my other podcast. We decided we're going instead of therapy. We decided to delay. We're going to record something on Sunday, pretty short, but just to mm-hmm. kind of put together our thoughts on it. But yeah. Uh, it's fun today. And, if you're listening know, to this, it's fun today. I know Just, the uh, blowout guys have done a bunch of great uh, Twitch streams, and I don't know if they're putting. It's KJ, it's Machine, it's Jake, it's TC, and Josh or Justin. Justin, not Josh. Sorry, sorry, Justin. Uh, I think they're putting the one from last night. I think they're putting that up somewhere. I know TC has had them on his Twitch stream. I, like, I think that this one specifically they're they're releasing releasing as a night. pod. Yes. Yeah, and uh, those guys have been doing a great job. I've they dropped have. in on a little bit of that. Jake's done awesome during the week. Yes. Uh, at the station, uh, really, the whole station has done just a really great job speaking yeah. speaking about the issues going on right now, and uh, we thank them for that. They have a much larger platform than we do, so we kind of. They're echoing what we my, think yes, a lot of exactly, times. Exactly. So, like, and that's my thing with a lot of, and I don't mean to harp on this. A lot of the stuff, it's like, I'm quiet because I feel like I'm just going to be repeating what those guys are saying. Yeah. And a lot of those guys are way more educated than I am and can, can like, verbalize it a lot better. Let's be, let's all be, just before we get through, since this is yeah. like, this is sort of a blowout adjacent podcast. Adjacent. Um, <clears throat> Jake and TC probably have shaped my political thoughts and how oh, I sure. yeah. I believe things should be going societally more than just about anybody I know. Yes. I've been listening to It's Just Banner for years and years. Jake was one of the reasons why I got into radio. Uh, he was one of the dudes that would like kind of had a voice outside of the top hosts or whatever when mm-hmm. I was in college. 
So I was like, oh, I could do this. I always love the ticket anyway. Uh, and I really respect those guys. I respect their opinions. So uh, just like whatever they're saying, ditto, you know? Yeah. Yes, I'm I'm with them too, except for some of Jake's movie opinions that I can't get behind. Uh, Jake even but, loves Patrick Mahomes, so I'm all on board. <laughs> but uh, no, it's I I love those guys a lot, and they've done a lot for for me, and, and just yeah, are shaping. Yeah, me too. Same here. I had very loosey goosey political opinions, and they make a lot of sense. Yep. Uh, yeah. Anyway, we're talking about The Sopranos, uh, season five episodes. What episodes were they? Again? Seven, eight, and nine. The first one. Um, it's, it's a it, creepy the, one. These are. This is very creepy, and it's weird how they kind of decide what they want to touch upon each week. You know, uh-huh. yeah, because it's it's almost like themes. Like, what theme do we want to do? And we're going back to tony's parents again mm-hmm. and i wonder kind of how they decide what they're gonna do each episode you know yeah and i think that like i think this season kind of has a clear layout and plan where we're just we're kind of dropping in on different points of tony's life as he's kind of coming to terms with a lot of things that he's lied to himself about over the years um and we'll hit on some of that in this episode but this whole season is kind of a uh answering or attempting to answer the question number one can tony soprano change number two is there a point in time if he can't change now was there a point in time where he could have Mm -hmm. and i think this episode kind of kind of shows that he's he's not really on the right track (laughs) no and probably won't ever be honestly no and yeah so pretty much tony meets so there's a funeral for his aunt. relative aunt yep and at this funeral tony uh meets one of his dad's gumars right yeah and she is an older lady i think she's actually a pretty famous actress yeah but... and i believe she so she she tells us a little bit later about her fling with jfk but i believe she yeah. kind of ran in the same circles like i don't know that she ever you know came to fruition on that but I was reading that she probably had bumped into him at some point as well. The actual actress. Yes, the actual actress. Okay. Uh, yeah, our our uh, uh, lady here had a, a relationship with JFK somewhat. Who knows if, how true it all was. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I don't see any reason why she would be lying. They never implied that she was a liar. But no. you never know with those kind of things, you know? Just like anything. like uh, Just like... Tony's uh, at the end embellishing the story. She's probably embellished a little bit. Maybe they, uh, maybe they had a thing, but it wasn't like a special thing. Like right. It was kind of a one night thing. Well, yeah, I think she even implied it was just a one night thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, but th- we we also find that Tony's very gullible because he, uh, at the the very first scene of the show, or scene of this episode, Tony, uh, you know, we have um. His sister, uh, Janice, revealing that uh, his dog did not go to that farm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I kind of had a hard time with that. Like, maybe this is one of those lies that he kind of told himself all these years. But that's a 45-year-old man that's acting as if he didn't know he doesn't know what that means even now. Mm-hmm. Like, a 45-year-old man at some point would have been like, they did not send my dog to no farm. Which 
That dog got better treatment than any dog that's ever been sent to the farm before. At least it got to go live out its years with a new family. Yeah. Because, yeah, so we we, uh, we kind of learned the genesis. The, the dog went to this Gumar, and he's, and then, you know, he's kind of re- learning kind of about his father uh, through this lady. I was a little right. surprised they didn't, like, infer that that was uh, Johnny's bastard kid, too. Yeah, I think we've seen too much Game of Thrones, but yeah. Maybe so. Yeah, you know what? I, I, was, I was sort of thinking that, too, at the beginning. I was like, like is this oh, Tony's half-brother? What if this is uh, Tony's real mom? Or what if there's some other child? You know, like that kind of stuff. What if, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think yeah. that at all. Uh, no, it wouldn't I don't matter think so. any. It wouldn't really yeah. matter for the show anyway. No. And that that would be actually kind of, kind know, of be dumb. a weird turn. Yeah. It wouldn't, it wouldn't mean it anything. It would just be like a side road that's not needed. Yeah. Okay, let's just say it. That would be some shit that Lost did. Let's just say that would be it. a Let's very be honest thing, yes. Yeah. Or Game of Thrones. I mean, Game of Thrones that, lost, but, yeah. But the whole thing of Game of Thrones was very heavily focused on family, though, and lineage. Yeah, and that would yeah. make sense for that. It's true. I mean, that was kind of the whole plot of Game of Thrones. Yeah, lots of family stuff. Yeah, it's about family. It is about family. It's all about family. It is all about family. Yeah. So, okay. Well, yeah, we have the lady. And I guess Christopher Jr. and Tony is the focus of this episode. And kind of them reckoning, having to reckon things in their life. Or maybe not reckoning things, maybe not realizing things at all in Christopher's case. Kind of just going about <laughs> about his business. Yeah. As is. Tony's getting things revealed to him, but he kind of chooses to ignore it. And right. Then <clears throat> He's on like this... Uh... He's very close to making a breakthrough. He even makes the breakthrough in the therapy session with right. Melfi, but then just completely throws it out. Like, yeah, because the whole genesis or the whole idea was that you know Tony is is Johnny boy. You know Tony yeah. is Johnny, and you know Tony, you know he with this. Gumar with this affair he was going behind his mother's back and crushing her you know it it didn't do well for his mother at all Mm -mm. and Tony you know ever since he came to the realization that his mom made his life a living hell has that's been his whole that's been his crutch that's been his his version of his mom is that right just like his version of his dad is the fun loving soul crushed man that was tortured by that woman his whole life where in reality, it's probably more nuanced. His dad probably had a lot to do with it as well. He probably was abusive. I think they've applied that. Yep. Uh, he was abusive and um, and then, you know, going behind her back cheating, just like Tony. Just going like behind Tony. Carmela's back cheating. And, you know, it, maybe he shouldn't totally blame his mother. Maybe he needs to blame his father, but Tony doesn't want to hear any of that. Well, and like in therapy, <clears throat> he kind of has like a real-time memory pop into his head of uh like the night that his mom had a miscarriage and he's playing dad calling all over the the world to find johnny Mm -hmm. Uh, he finally finds him at his gumar's house 
over the phone, of course, or he calls back, I guess, which Johnny decides not to go to the hospital. He's got a just... weird-ass wig, that, or that kid's got a weird-ass haircut. Does not look like Tony. No, but... they, Gandolfini was like, put a put a hot kid in there for me. Yeah, uh, I want to be hot. I want to be a, a skinny bit. kid. <laughs> yeah. Be a skinny kid. Uh, he wasn't that big, though, at the beginning of the series. I think he just gets progressively fatter. This like season, he has gotten noticeably fatter every episode. Yeah. Like, he's gaining, like, 10 pounds an episode. <laughs> I'm sorry, like Tony Soprano. We all are, buddy. Yeah. We all are. Uh, but anyway, so he remembers this memory, and not only does Johnny Boy decide not to go there, but he tells his son he was going to go there and doesn't show. So the next day, when he does actually show up, he... Uh, he Johnny Boy tells Livia that him and Tony were at the ball game, and Tony held, you know, he lies for dad. Yeah. And you just see the disgust on that actress that's playing Carmel or playing uh, Livia. Livia. And, and, and they they did a good, because that's not the actress who played her the first two times. No, and she person. had her mannerisms yeah. down. She was yeah. perfect. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Uh, let's see. One Mitch of the other- so creepy. The, the what? Mistress was creepy. Did you think they're gonna fuck? Something? Yeah, I definitely thought that Tony was gonna bang his his dad's old girlfriend. Just yeah. see, for like the first half of the episode. By the back half, when he's starting to get annoyed with her, when she's like openly being like real nasty about his yeah. mom, and you know he he she starts bringing up things like she uh she talks about Hesh not giving her her portion of this yeah. racetrack. And I thought I because I, I don't remember I didn't remember this episode watching. I thought this was gonna be I actually I think I wrote down maybe I wrote it down uh, that oh this is a scam this is she's gonna scam him out of money or something which, or she which, may kind of have yeah but it's not like it was something that he even cared about. But I was thinking it was gonna be like you know like Lost where Locke gets scammed out of a kidney. I thought right. it was gonna be like that, but like no, it's it probably she probably was kind of using him, but it's all good. You know, yeah, it's fine. She got probably what she was supposed to get. Yeah, and uh, but Hesh, you know, he was like, I never really liked her, and as soon as he said that, she he starts like noticing some stuff like. The dog thing, he gets really upset, and he turn he almost like reverts into a child every time he gets oh, mad yeah. about it, like the dog thing. And then there's a couple other uh, smaller <clears throat> things that happen. Yeah, uh, a lot of times though, it's when she's talking kind of about his mom, and then the whole "Happy birthday to you, Mr. President." <laughs> so they that, like had uh... to convince the actress to do that. If yeah. She didn't want to do it. Nobody wanted her to do it except for. Uh, uh, whoever directed this episode, who was oh this is oh no this is uh this is the Steve Buscemi episode. Oh okay, which kind of can feel him all throughout this entire thing, like the uh the guy that the Chris's sponsor or whatever. Yeah, he has a couple of monologues or just like long lines <laughs> that they sound like he was getting. Lots and lots and lots of direction from Steve Buscemi. Mm-hmm. Like he's just got some of the same mannerisms and uh, just the way he's talking. It seems like <clears throat> Steve Buscemi did it for him, and then he kind of mimicked it. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you can we can you talk can... about the Christopher stuff if you want. Yeah, we can do it real quick. Uh, I did. You have anything else though? What were you saying? No, that kind of that kind of wrapped it up for me on that. Um, yeah, you know, it, it reminded me of Tony with. His friend, you know, bit. the Terminator guy. It was a bit like that, but it was a little more vicious, I thought, because 
you know, Christopher. So this is like Christopher's. I don't think he was a sponsor. I think he was just a friend. Or like no, he was guy, a sponsor. Yeah, I thought he was a sponsor. Yeah, I think he might be a sponsor because he talked about that guy having a sponsor. I guess. Well, he was in the episode before, or one of the episodes before, like as his sponsor. Okay. I feel like. Okay, so he was a sponsor, probably. Um, it, which is odd because we've never seen Chris hang out with someone outside the family, right? Not since season one. No, but even that was adjacent. Like that yeah. was like mafia adjacent. This is right. just a dude. Yeah. You know, this is just a guy. Like, Excuse going to me. Work out he's together. not a just a dude. He won an Emmy. He did. <laughs> and uh, there's some fun. There's some fun uh, Emmy Hollywood jokes in this one. Yeah. You know? you know why they made that joke, right? Uh, because they hadn't won the Emmy yet. Exactly. Right? Yeah. I love that they'll take little shots at themselves like that. Yeah. And other people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, another. Um, uh what's his name little reference to our friend uh iron man director guy who was on the oh yeah chris is still real big mad at yeah. john favreau <laughs> john favreau yeah very mad about that uh so yeah pretty much you know this guy has an addiction he's trying to help chris out and he wants to play some cards Chris, is like yeah i'll take you to the car you know this guy obviously has a, an addiction well uh, like addictive addiction so Chris, like at the beginning of the sh- the ep- or the beginning of their storyline, loses a bet to him. So yeah. he like kind of gets a little idea that maybe this guy's into gambling. Plus, he lost a bet. So it almost felt like Chris did all of this in retribution. <laughs> sure. Yeah. He systematically ruins this guy's life. This is very. This is like the most always sunny in Philadelphia episode <laughs> of the. Of the show, because, like, I'm thinking, you know, what, who's our friend Jim Cricket or <clears throat> the the guy who was a priest who comes like a drug deal? That's exactly what this is. Yeah, it's like a guy who, like, you know, he has an addiction problem, but he's doing all right, and then he just totally gets fucked, and then it's his fault at the end, right? Like, it's he's like, ba- yeah, he's back on drugs, and he's now got a gambling addiction as well. Yeah. Uh, this could not have gone worse for him. And then Chris plays it off at the end like he's doing him a favor. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love that. Like that's that's just total Chris, right? It's, Where it's very very. He's similar. the good guy. He's helping him right. out. I'm gonna end. give you a payment. It's gonna be fine. He yeah. Chris in this episode is very very much like Tony, where uh, Tony uses his therapy as like uh, kind of a tool to make him better at his job and to make him a more effective leader. Chris used AA just to just to be able to screw people over a little easier, and uh, and he says, hey, "I will not fucking enable you." At the very right, end. right, like, Dude, that's what he did. And I mean, at least Tony gave you know his friend a warning, like yeah. hey, you shouldn't come to this, you shouldn't be involved in this. No, Chris brought him and fucking left him there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's great. Uh, and then Uncle Junior uh oh, gets gee. really bored and starts going to weddings or going to funerals for the free food and then gets too depressed yeah he found the funeral loophole and then yeah. it turns out that a funeral of a 10 year old finally finally got to him uh-huh but boy that chicken was good though it says my life chicken. is only death i'm living in a grave i beat prison for what i have no children will someone please explain this to me <laughs> yeah, yeah so uh, no <clears throat> one can be uh yeah preview um yeah, so he goes to funerals to escape loneliness and just discovers his whole life has been lonely. Because he mentions like he had a, a thing for that the the, the Gumar as well. Yeah, uh, and then he he's like, "That's why I never got married because I I was in love with her and never worked out and I just never got married." 
And now he's looking back at his life and making having regrets yeah. about things. <clears throat> One last thing about this episode before we move on, um, and it's kind of related to the next episode. Um, so the episode prior was uh, very, very heavily focused on Carm's uh, relationship with that teacher. And yes. this episode is kind of focused on the similarities between Tony and Johnny and Carm and Livia, right? Mm-hmm. So these two episodes are sort of building to this moment where they're both getting some new reasons why. What if we tried it again? What if we just mm-hmm. how what mm-hmm. how bad would it really be if we got back together? I would even say. That's sort of a through line because I think the third episode, I think Finn and Meadow are similar to the teacher and Carmela. Yep. Um, where they're discovering mm-hmm. or or because I don't want to jump way ahead, but uh, save, we'll it, save, save it, save it, because I've got some thoughts on Finn's uh, involvement with the family as well. I think it's awesome, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's, I think it's. It's a damn dynamic we've not had before. Yeah. But yeah, let's keep going. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, episode, do you have anything else on episode seven? Mm, my notes, my notes, my notes, my notes. those notes. notes out. I'm just going to look uh, here. My notes. He doesn't fuck Fran, which I'm very happy about. <clears throat> right. Oh, also, uh, so a little lost tie-in because that's what my whole life is, lost tie-ins. Exactly. Yeah. Um, we've already talked about <laughs> Lost, Game of Thrones, uh, is there any of our other regular things? Breaking Bad. Should, Breaking go. Bad. Okay, yeah. so we'll get that before I mentioned we leave. It. Um, right there. So, uh, Chris's sponsor mentions that he worked on a show called Nash Bridges. Mm-hmm. Uh, like when he was like talking about you know what he what he did you know just like his history. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nash Bridges was created by um, Carlton Cuse. Hey, he was, uh, one of the showrunners of Lost. Nice. Yeah. Nice. He's he's the more of the traditional show. I think he just does a lot of shows. Yeah. Also this actor was mentioned in the first season yeah. as a TV writer on Dick Wolf's staff and then in this episode the character is interviewing for a job to write on Dick Wolf's staff. <laughs> they love Dick Wolf and they show, love they? Dick Wolf. They love them some <clears throat> Dick Wolf. Everybody loves Wolf Dick. I mean Dick Wolf. Okay, I'm looking at my notes. my notes. Oh, we also have uh Tony chasing Phil with the car. Oh, that's right. I we almost forgot about that scene. Yeah, we have um Angie come back. Yeah, so the the car chase in episode seven, and then Johnny like does Johnny mediate before or after the car? No, he mediates before the car. Yeah, the car wreck. <clears throat> and uh, so tar- Tony agrees to pay for the the damages it's fair it's fair and he throws a little wife or a little uh work towards angie and i guess angie is the only other cast member besides chris to be involved in the show like directing or writing or something ironically as she makes her return michael imperioli moves into the writing station he wrote this uh episode eight oh wow i think and also episode eight's the last episode he'll ever write Really? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, Which uh, I, I on the Sepinwall book, he said that it's interesting that the uh, Italian American identity stuff or the Italian American, um, 
you know, insecurity uh, is really not present in the show after that. This is the last episode where we kind of get that. Maybe Michael Imperioli is just real big on that. Because did did he? Well, write... I think that's what he's implying. Yeah, yeah, that they were just sick of hearing. <laughs> every yeah. dude, every time you write an episode, it's about being an Italian. We just we've heard it before. We're good. Yeah. Uh, okay, <clears throat> interesting. Uh-oh. I think some people are here. Sounds like some people. Well, my roommate's here. having a party for our old roommate. So, oh Lord, you got some dogs barking. I hear that. <clears throat> yeah. So. This next I am, episode. I was real glad to see in this next episode that old Sal Vitro's out of his cast. Yes. Yeah, the guy that uh, got his arm broken by uh, what's his name that went to prison, landscape man. Okay. Yeah, he's out. Okay. Okay. I, I just I'm just not remembering. I guess. He just gets like a he's like a five second clip of okay. him in front of it was when Tony and Johnny were going for a ride in his car. Yeah, and they see you see him out there, and he didn't have a cast on. He's all he, his son got to go back to school. That's good. Yeah, just a little update on the update on the Vitro mm-hmm. family. We yeah, we do kind of have we see this escalation though with um, the New York inside the New York mob mm-hmm. with uh, Johnny Sachs and Little Carmine, right? Yep. Who again? Little Carmine looks like like a uh, an extra from Scarface. He does. <laughs> yeah. He looks like uh, Al Pacino's stunt double. Yeah, yeah. He is definitely a Miami guy, for uh, sure. Yeah, and oh, you know what was interesting? <gasps> what I read? A, I read a thing in the Sepinwall book that okay. Let me find this. I did not even pick this up. Uh, if I could find it. I could find this. Oh, you know, this might be more for the next episode, but let me find it anyway because we are getting more of that going on. All right. Um, okay. Okay. So he writes this footnote about um, about little Carmine and Rusty. Rusty's his like secondhand man. Mm-hmm. He wrote the Bush Cheney parallels continue for little Carmine and Rusty, with the latter discussing his recent heart surgery and the former being a. Uh, uh, getting to sport Texas style belt buckles and delivering in inspirational speeches that are wor- that are just word salads. Like the fundamental question is, will I be effective as a, as a boss like my dad was, and I will be even more so. But until I am, it's going to be hard to verify that I think I'll be. So they're kind of Bush and Cheney parallels a little bit. It's fun, I guess. That's yeah. fun. Uh, it, it's interesting <laughs> that well, I guess this is 04 uh, Yeah, when like. He like maybe shouldn't have won the election. <laughs> Whatever. Long time ago, bigger problems at hand. Um, I do think it's funny that that's that very was the thing that people made fun of him about was kind of not making sense in speeches. <laughs> Whereas nowadays, it's man. <laughs> little little side road here. Boy, would we kill to have George W. back in the White House about right now. <sighs> Like if I'm given a choice, if my choice if is have to choose the current president, I mean, Dick Cheney or, though was vicious, terrible, terrible. I'll now still give him t- a different VP. I, I'll still take him over Mike Pence. <laughs> yeah, Mike Pence like, looks like the Antichrist. He does not look like a chill bro at all. No, he doesn't. Okay, out of that, we're done with. We're done I don't know with if I take Dick Cheney over over Mike Pence. I don't know. That's that's at least that's dealing Dick, with the devil there. Well. 
buddy? <laughs> yeah. <I laughs> Which devil know. do you want to deal with? Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm more I don't just know. like the Sopranos. I, I I yearn for days of yesterday. Sure. Uh, so uh, I'll take I'll take yesterday. <laughs> anyway, we, never mind. Yeah, we'll just we'll just move on. Uh, Where do you want to start on this? You want to do uh, the whole Angie situation? Yeah, I mean, we see Tony Sopran, or we see uh, Pussy's brother, who just looks like. A fatter Bob Hoskins. Yeah, he does. He he looked perfect for you know Pussy's brother. Yeah. Um, this shows a little bit of growth because I mean the last time he talked to Angie, it was not a pleasant conversation. No. But so for she's, yeah. she's kind of set up like she's you know she's still like mob adjacent, but she is out on her own being able to earn a little bit, and uh, it doesn't sound like he's like taking a piece of it, but he's also he's definitely taking advantage of the situation he's definitely taking advantage yeah but i don't think he's like getting a piece of the auto shop is what i mean you know Mm, what i mean maybe i don't maybe but it didn't seem like it right because then it wouldn't behoove him like he would fought he would have fought a lot harder for phil not to get his seat (laughs) yeah yeah but he does send uh tony b out there to try and talk some sense into phil and and tony had a was a lot of a lot of stuff going on with tony b during this party. During this like, whole episode. Yeah. Because he gets it's, recruited by Little Car well, Little Carmine's team. Yeah, to hit, I guess, Johnny Sachs's right hand man. Or a little protege, I'd say, right? Yeah. His yeah. yeah his, his Chris. His Christopher. Because yes. yeah. they say it he like he says something in the next episode, or maybe it's this episode, that's so profound. He's like, I groomed that kid from yeah. when he was like seventeen. Yeah. And I, as soon as he said that, it just clicked into my mind. And I was like, oh, this whole Chris situation is not unique at all. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just how it's done. You have a kid that you groom to be your, like, number two and your mouthpiece. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. For them to just kind of, like, pass in passing mention that and not really lay it out as a fact across the board, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Tony B, you know, smartly declines saying, yeah. hey, I, I'm not going to do that. I uh, don't want to start some beef because they're New Jersey's trying to stay out of the New York situation mm-hmm. best they can. Yeah. And though throughout this episode, Tony B kind of realizes that, and it, this is interesting. We get, this is that very Tony B centric and his kind of loathing, maybe loathing or, or jealousy of, of Tony and his life. And then on the flip side, next episode is Tony, his regret and his guilt it finally and, you know, bubbling to the surface. Yes, like the first, like the most, probably the most vulnerable we've ever seen him. Oh, and that, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, when we get there, that's, I mean, we could probably spend more time on that therapy scene than anything else in that, in uh, that last episode. You don't want to talk about Vito blowing a dude? No, we'll talk about there. We'll get there. Let's talk about Marco Polo. We got okay. a lot, we got a lot to cover. Yeah, so thing. we have this party for Carmela's dad, who, surprise learning, party, who was right. supposed to be, when, yeah, Junior kind of ruins that one. What a one. dick. <laughs> what a douchebag. you know what? I kind of have to commend him for it. Because he's just like, ah, fuck surprise parties. He doesn't want a surprise party. I don't know. Well, and it's then I love move, how but... at first like, he was a little bit upset about it. But by the time he reveals that he knows about it, he he's using Junior's joke. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, he's, he's getting joke. to be a little mobby. And yeah. uh, 
I, I loved that. I loved that. It was yeah. so funny. Her dad looks like the dad from There Will Be Blood. Like, he looks like he could be a dad from, like, the 1800s. A little you bit. Know? Yeah. yeah. He's got bit. that kind of farmer look to him. Um, and he's... So, Carmela's mom uh, does not want Tony to be there because it's some very sophisticated... Again, like we said, this is very... This has tinges of Italian identity in this. And some very sophisticated Italian people are going to be there. Uh, like like a journalist. And they don't want Tony to be there. They, You know, right. Tony is the... Rude and crude. Right. Rude and crude. Full of tude. He's shaking them sausages. The sausages and the language, Carmilla. Yes. Uh, This was... It's interesting because this is the most charming you've you've seen Tony probably ever. quite a while, at least. He gets to kind of be a good guy for an episode. Oh, yeah. He even gets insulted and, like... He honestly... Fucking Tony kicked it. He he, he just, kicked ass in this. He kicked ass and he hit it out of the park. Oh yeah, because his whole his whole deal here. Because when she tells him he that she doesn't want him at that party, he's offended. Mm-hmm. Like he's mad, and he even gets a little aggressive like during the conversation at the end because yeah. he's, he's he's his feelings are hurt. Yeah, you know, and uh, I mean fuck him, but like his feelings are hurt. Uh huh. And then he gets to come and have have a good time, and he's on his best behavior. Doctors are telling yeah. him he ain't worth shit, and he's just not saying anything. He's doing great. Even he gives uh, her dad a great gift, you know, like he's that, just that gun's gonna kill that old man. Come break him right in half. Yeah, probably. When he got drunk at the end of the episode, I thought he, I was. I like, he was oh, dead too. I, I was like, yeah. please don't kill the old man. He's the, he's like my favorite character right now. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. So. That kind of, you know, that Carmela seeing that, you know, kind of seeing that old Tony, uh, kind of gets her maybe a little smitten. Well, she's getting the highlight version of him. She is. She's getting the highlights. Uh, then I think my favorite part, and this is great timing, little co- comedy by um, Edie Falco, is they throw her into the pool, and she's very like, no, 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 I don't want to go. No, 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 no. Marco. Marco. <laughs> So, I, I read. Uh, she just, I uh, read a little Seppenwall piece. Okay, uh, that said that that might that was the greatest line in Edie Falco's acting career. It might be just Marco, the timing of that. And beautiful. Yeah, uh, that was just, that was. It's like okay, I guess I'm in here. Pretty ballsy on their part, you know. Like they, she could have got real mad. <laughs> that could have gone. She doesn't like pranks. We've we've realized hates that pranks. She hates, hates the pranks. pranks, right? Remember Tony she, was all into pranks that one episode. She doesn't like bits. <laughs> she doesn't she like does bits. Not like bits. Not. She and doesn't like chicanery. No, know? no, no shenanigans. No, no uh, none of them. No flim flam. Zero of those. None of it. She won't not have a, it. She no. will not have it. <laughs> but it turned out well for her and everybody else, I guess. Um, before that, though, like right before that, especially given what happened just before that, as she has a conversation that a lot of us should be having with our parents, uh, pointing things out like, hey, you're you got some you got some prejudice in your heart that you need to know about. I'm going to tell you about it right now. And that's kind of what mm-hmm. she did. <laughs> it's like, you're a snooty... She basically just told her mom she was a snooty Italian. Yeah. She kind of is. She kind of is. Mm-hmm. Rightfully so. Like, the other Italians that she sees are mobsters. <laughs> yeah. 
We do forget that, I guess. Is also, that they are mobsters. Yeah, Tony also, as we all know, post uh, Big Carmine's death, he is back in shorts. You're right. Yes. <clears throat> and then in the next episode, he's wearing athletic shorts, mm-hmm. like gym shorts. He's gone short shorts. It's good luck. Um. Uh... Let's see. Oh, so the kids. So when Tony B like drops those kids off at the house, mm-hmm. number number one, Carmelo is stressed the hell out. And I'm I wasn't real clear on where he was going when he took that little trip, but this is kind of like the through line of this episode of how, you know, Tony B gets to the point where he decides to take the uh take the hit. Right? Yes. Uh so he drops those kids off and they're loving their time at the Soprano household because they've got pools and cool shit in the house. And they got Olympic medals, Olympic medals from Atlanta yeah. and they're, uh, they're wealthy and doing well. And then and on Tony B is not well. And on, then on top of that, Carmela's doing her little servant call to him all day long. Well, he did ask to help. He did, but by the end, he's bitching right, about it. Right, Because he's been drinking all day. Yeah. And uh, he's back there with Chris's mom, who's also been drinking all day. <laughs> anyway, so, like, he's getting upset, and finally he, like, he's sitting with Tony, and they're just chatting, and Carmela calls for him, and he he's like, what am I, a fucking slave? And Tony gives him a classic, oh, oh, and uh, then, of course, as they get home, uh, he finds the pins or whatever, and they start, little kids start bitching about not having any cool stuff, and that's fine, I think that's finally when Tony B let his jealousy, like, yeah. Out. He I think before that he was trying to be the bigger man and trying to not like blame it on Tony. And, and also mm-hmm. and, and also just the fact that he's not earning, like he's not making the money he wants to and he's not <clears throat> it's the image to his kids that they're poor and they they don't like this and He's not even made at this point. I didn't <laughs> I guess I didn't realize oh, that he's until not. the next. No, cuz so like that's part of the next thing is like so in the next episode, Tony, when he tells him, "I'm giving you the casino, and I'm we're gonna make sense, yeah. and you're gonna be made. We're gonna make you." He went to jail when I mean, what what are we to believe Tony was at that time? He couldn't have been more than 20, 21, probably. Because he mentions had you know Meadow <laughs> being a baby. Oh, okay, so they Newport. so maybe they were twenty five. Yeah, but Chris was like thirty almost by the time they they finally made him. Yeah, so like he probably went to prison before he you know was inducted. <laughs> mm-hmm. Into the mobster hall of fame. Right. Right. Um, yeah. It's it just, it's tragic. It's tragic. Cause he, you know, had the massage parlor and that seemed to be going well, but just things. He achieved what he wanted to like three weeks out of prison. Yeah. And it oh, wasn't yeah. for him. No. <clears throat> and now it's, it's going even worse. Cause the uh, at the end. Yeah. Yeah. That was Can pretty I... gnarly. Yeah, it was very gnarly. I did forget uh, to mention this. <clears throat> in so we have a; those are the only two deaths in this episode. One of these three episodes has the most de- most deaths of any Sopranos episode. Uh, of all you time. told me it's 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 the first one because of all the off-air deaths. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Of characters we don't that know. that doesn't count. <clears throat> it counts. There I were guess. five deaths, and yeah. uh, we went. We witnessed all the funerals. 
Yeah, I guess so. Uh, there's a, a line, I guess, that I, I missed in this one. It was, uh, oh boy. Uh, it was, is there a doctor in the house? Because usually at these things, someone goes down. Tony says that. Kind of yeah. alluding to having panic attacks. Exactly. Yeah, I yeah. liked that. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got a couple. I got a couple for you. A couple of fun facts. Um, actually, I really only have like two fun facts. Have you noticed that every time AJ is playing the drums, he's playing the same beat? He is. Same beat every time. Maybe that's the only beat the actor learned. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. 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 As we've talked about, the actor seems to be a bit of a lazy ass. <laughs> I Look, I champion that guy, though. I also do. He's like a poker player now. Like he's... But he seems like he seems like a little more motivated AJ. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Like come um, on, you got to be to get a role like that in acting, you got to have some kind of motivation to get hell out yeah. there. Hell so, yeah. give him a little credit. But I don't think it's that far from AJ. Though. Yeah, no, it wasn't that big a stretch. Right. So, at the end of the episode, of course, uh everybody is asleep and left. I just love like, you know what? I want to get out of jury duty, so I took a role in Law & Order. And you yeah. look at his credits, and the only, like, two roles he's ever done are Law & Order, Law & Order. Because he wanted to get out of jury duty. That's fucking boss, man. That's the best, man. That is the best. He's a hero. A true <laughs> a hero. American hero. I agree. Um, so at the end, of course, uh, Tony and Carm link privates in the pool. Um, of course, it's not going to change a ton moving down the road, but it does stand to reason that one of the things that has been kind of a, a through line and a, a theme of this show is getting away from the mob and getting away from Tony Soprano in particular is very, very, very difficult, if not impossible. Tony Soprano is like an infection. If you don't finish your meds, he's coming back. We talk about next episode? <clears throat> uh, kind of moving into that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, like, very much like Carmela's therapy session, she started to be, like, she was faced with a decision, right? And instead of telling Tony no or not, not getting in the pool or not being in the pool by herself with him that night, instead of doing what was right, she does what's easy. Like she did at the therapy session when she just, she was told point blank you need to leave take your what's left of your children and leave she decided to stay because that's more comfortable that's mm-hmm. easier just like it was way easier to let him fondle her and like <clears throat> I mean I don't would he have stopped if she had said no probably not I don't think he would have <laughs> like no. um, they're still married and that doesn't seem like. I, what does I that have to do I, with anything, I, Well, I, I think if you brought the idea of spousal rape to him, he would think you're an idiot. Yeah, a thousand percent. I think yeah. I don't know if we've covered it real thoroughly, but I think we've spoken about where we thought that Tony Soprano would fall in the political spectrum these days. And uh, spousal rape definitely... I think it's always been that way. Uh, yeah, oh yeah. I mean, he talks about in uh, one of these episodes about sending his child to a liberal college. Mm-hmm. Might be this one. You know, it's interesting, too. <laughs> we'll kind of get into it, I guess, talking about... I, I think about um, about Finn. Uh, unless you want to keep going on Tony and, and Carmel. No, no, no. That was all I had. Let's talk about Finn. Okay. Uh, I think... So every, every character we've had has been 
mob adjacent. The only uh, character that is not mob adjacent is Melfi, and she only mm-hmm. uh, she only knows what Tony tells her. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know anything else. That she goes gets on. more in this episode than she's ever gotten before. Right, but but she doesn't know like she doesn't know specifics. She's not. She's right. not, you know, there. She's not yeah. seeing what's going on. Like I said, she, like the Tony B stuff, like that's the first time that he's really. Like, yeah. When she tells him about him going to prison and why he went to prison, that's the most specific he's ever yes. been with her. Yes. And with Finn, and also you get, you know, you have like Tony's friend, you have, um, um, you have, uh, Artie. You have, you know, his, like, high school childhood friends. You have some people who are, like, mob adjacent or, or they're, you know... Neighbors or something <laughs> yes, like that. Yes, neighbors. This is an outsider. A hundred percent outsider. Does yeah, not... Privileged this Cali is, kid. Right. And he is now dating a mob boss's daughter. I thought it was fucking bizarre. And I've not ever heard about this or seen this. Or Tony gets pissed that he pays for dinner. Hundred percent, dude. That that's a thing. Was that's bizarre. It no, is. Have you heard of that? Th- Fuck yeah! I've been. I have uh, tried to pay for dinner before. But but there's difference between like oh no no please don't please don't no please, no, no, no that's not at really? all like what I'm talking about. I'm really like, like we took them. We had to like, we took them to dinner specifically. Took them to a re- my in-laws and it was not that long after we had gotten your in-laws yeah and it wasn't that long after we had gotten married and uh like we specifically were we took them to a really nice restaurant and had to like argue with her dad in order to let me like pay the bill wow yeah no this is a thing this is a thing dude yeah this is a thing it may not be like super widespread but I, i mean i've experienced that i've definitely like seen it where it's like like when you're fighting over the bill Right? Is that what yeah. you've seen? Oh yeah, just like or, or my dad will be like, "Hey, I'm taking my grand." Like I remember, like when my grandpa was alive, it'd be my dad. I was like, "No, no, talk, yeah. no." And but it would be like that, you know. Yeah. But not like, the fuck you doing? You get your yeah. own fucking family. Not like it that. wasn't that aggressive. Like it okay. wasn't as Tony aggressive, but it was like, you're not paying for my meal. You're right. Like, you're a twenty year old. You're yeah. not paying for my meal. And I was like, well, I am. I, I guess, okay, I guess we've both seen it, but I guess I've not seen it at that extent, you know? No, but I've heard stories. Yeah? It did It did not uh, okay. strike me as uh, bizarre. Okay. I guess I just found that bizarre. Like, as soon as that kid got up, I knew exactly what he was doing. I knew yeah. exactly what was coming. Yeah. Uh, and, like, I mean, yeah, I, it did not seem okay. that bizarre to me. I now, guess all right. the level at which he got mad, yes, that's obviously a little crazy. Maybe I was more, okay, maybe I was more talking about the level he got angry. Yeah, I think the level that he got angry is just, yeah, no, it's insane. But I think that's pretty well within Tony Soprano yes. to, like, yeah. anytime he gets mad, he pops off. He does uh, give him a olive branch, though. He gets him a job. Which well, and like that, that shows a little been... growth, too, you know? Yeah. You know, just coming back and being like, hey, I'm, I'm he kind of apologized. He did, you know? yeah. I didn't mean to bite your head off there. Yeah. Gave him a little pat on the back. And uh, here's a job. Here's a job. Uh, so I thought this was interesting. And, and my uh, my roommate, Orr, 
he kind of where I was talking about Sopranos with him, and he brought up an interesting point that the mafia is a extremist group. Mm-hmm. When when you think about it, like they're they're now they're not burning crosses and killing minorities, but their cause is way more for just themselves, themselves than like against yes. anybody, right? They are yeah they are an Italian extremist group where they are yeah they are looking out for themselves and it's you know if you're different and if you're an outsider they're not going to be very happy yeah just watch any of the Michael Imperioli episodes yeah yeah uh, exactly or uh, if you're not I mean so you know Finn's there and. I thought it was a good comedy with Polly, where Polly doesn't know who the fuck he is. It's a he, great, great scene. <laughs> and then he realizes it's the it's the mob boss's daughter's boyfriend. Changes his tune. That's probably the first time Polly's been like full on funny in about a season and a half. Yeah. Oh, the mob stuff's been funny. The, the mob it's stuff's been, been funny. That you know, some of that was funny, but this is the first time that I've like yeah. felt okay about laughing at Polly. Like I didn't yeah. have. I didn't have bad bad thoughts in my head about him for the right. first time in quite a while. Sure. Yeah, this is, I this think is good. I think Finn is a fantastic metaphor for uh, kind of the thing we were just talking about about the tractor beam of the mob and yes. Tony Soprano because yes. like he's he's you know she had that first boyfriend with the glasses uh, Noah Noah that that, that was a, yeah yeah. And he was vehemently against everything that Tony Soprano stood for. Because Tony was extreme. Yeah, he was was racist. Racist. And, and, yeah. I mean, they they. That's when Meadows started like mouthing off about the mob stuff. Yeah. So uh, I think it's fair to assume that Noah probably had a pretty good idea about some of that. Yeah. Um. Of course. I don't know how much Finn knew about what he did. No, but. I find it real interesting that it becomes fairly apparent for an educated kid to uh, figure that out pretty quick once he yeah. got on that job site. And, and uh, he kind of <laughs> wants to not like it, and he kind of wants to be against it, but also a nap would be great. Yeah. And, like, getting donuts would be great. And then and then the violence starts, and it gets a little bit more dire. But he doesn't... If that hadn't happened, He's, what the uh, the the beating? Like, yeah. I think he would have been totally okay, not totally okay with it, but he would not be against it. But that was inevitable, though. I it think, was I, that, no, any right. kind of violence is inevitable, and these you're right for a joke that's like something you would just innocuous, stupid Dude. guy talk. Crazy. And, and clearly, it was there for a reason. Oh, it's there because Vito. Because right. he, it was revealed that Vito is gay, He's, and loves, that we... Vito loves Bat Knight and Huge Cop. That's what <laughs> Vito is all about. Does love big old sausage. He it loves... is funny that they named the Jimmy John sandwich Vito. <laughs> you ever think of that? Oh shit! I didn't think about that. Yeah, I was always weird about eating Vito, Vito for meat. a while. Oh, yeah, it's God. Vito yeah. Oh, God. Think about it. <laughs> That's my favorite sandwich there. Dang it. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Son of a bitch. Oh, did you know So the, do you know where the idea for Vito came from? It's the actor. Yeah, the actor. he like yeah. read about a Gambino family member, yeah. that was, uh, which is a real mob family, if, for the listeners that don't know, mm-hmm. uh, who was gay, but he was such a good earner, they just kind of let him be gay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And this yeah. was like in the 50s or 60s or something like that, too. Uh, so that's really cool. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. I don't think he expected, though, to be the one going down. Though I think that's in the yeah. Sepinwall thing. Is the, the he, actor said that he uh, 
He was like, oh, I was cool with being gay, but I, I didn't know I was going to be the one going down on the guy. Literally going down. Um, yeah. Also, uh, for as high and mighty as Finn was about Billy Bud, he was a little put off by Vito's advances. Well, he, he doesn't know what is advantage. He, he might kill he's him. So he confused. He's, he's so confused. He's so confused. Also, I don't think Vito was going to kill him. I think he just... I don't I even think he was going to prop his, I think he kind of just wanted a friend. He, yeah. he just, I think he wanted to take him to the ball game and be like, Hey, buddy, I'm a big gay, and I like the D. Big old bear. I'm a big old bear. See, I don't know, like, because here's the thing, though. Like, if... He's untouchable. He's, he, he knows he, that. He is... Well, no. If you're gay... Finn is untouchable. Oh, oh no! Finn I know. Is. I know what happens to Vito. Okay, uh, he's so, gonna get killed for, yes. for that fact. Yes. And what? How do you? So, so he, the kid just saw him do right. that. So, how do you? You either kill him, or you proposition him with something. You know, like oh, hey, I guess I was by proposition. I don't mean sex. I mean like that's what I meant yeah. by proposition. Yeah. Okay. No, I think he was taking him to the game and was going to have a, a real quick talk with him. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought too. That like uh, hey, hey, let's keep Don't say this. Don't yet. say anything about this cuz he could just he he knows the kid's afraid so he just needed to yes. threaten to kill him. Right. And and of course, he knows what who who he's dealing with now at this right. point. So yeah. he didn't even need to really threatened he could have just taken him to the ball game sat next to him the whole time not said anything about it yeah and the message would have been received uh uh-huh. yeah yeah i mean it was very creepy about the whole thing though <laughs> you know very but creepy man, he loves bat night <laughs> he does and big big huge okay juicy we get it <laughs> cox jeez okay ain't nothing wrong okay. with it man it is it is interesting though. I mean, the whole idea of like, you know, that's not accepted in the mafia, you know, being a certain religion is not accepted in the mafia. Being black is not accepted in the mafia. Now, like that's it it again, the show is very anti mafia. This is a very anti mafia show. I think I think people think it's romanticizes it. I think people have romantic feelings about the Sopranos, but it does not glorify the mob at all. Now maybe no. the first season did or first two, but it has done a good job of not glorifying it. Whatsoever. They've done a fantastic job of the like, because that's I mean that's what people thought they were going to get when the show came out, and then yeah. the deeper you get, it becomes just more and more and more apparent that that's not what the show is about. Right, dude. For the past season and a half, there's been barely any mob stuff. Mm. Like there's been like. We keep saying the term mob adjacent. There's been a lot of mob adjacent stuff, like Tony and Johnny talking about things, mm-hmm. but very, very little actual mob activity. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. been more, like, sit, there's been way more sit downs than anything. Right. And it's uh, awesome, dude. Like, I like yeah. that stuff, but that is not why this show is good. No. The show is good on a whole bunch of other different levels, especially levels. with uh, now Tony. I guess Johnny Sachs now is very suspicious of Tony's brother who has a limp now and cousin. his foot's cousin, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh he's very suspicious that he was the one that popped his guy. Yeah, I guess he has an for... informant. I didn't know they had informants. Oh, uh, they probably do somewhere. Yes. Yeah. Cause he had somebody tell him that uh Tony was spotted in the area. Yeah. And, and of uh, course now... at the beginning of this episode you get Tony and J- and Tony B. Tony confronts Tony B about it because he notices the limb. Mm-hmm. 
and this is when he we talked about it a little bit earlier about making him and uh giving him the casino which pisses off chris who's yeah, the most then, sensitive person on the show he is and then and i think angela is 100 percent now um committed to telling on uh, the mob she's she's calling her informant when, right when she finds out who's a little lying bitch she got yeah. a kid what the hell Look, you're not gonna. You can't totally reveal your whole life to uh, someone you're trying to get information. Absolutely she's not her not. friend. No, you she's know, not. That's her job. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I know. I'm just. I'm just oh saying. yeah. This is funny. <laughs> um, okay. So, where did I go? But yeah, I, I, because I think in the next few episodes, I, I don't. I'm gonna spoil anything, but that makes sense. That she's now cutting more, talking now more yeah. to the informant. Yeah. Uh, I know what happens, by the way. So don't. Okay. I, we've we've we set this out at the beginning, uh, when we did Lost. Like these shows are old. Yeah. Like, uh, you know certain things. Yeah, big events. Like we're not gonna just intentionally spoil the whole thing, but like we can talk about implications of things mm-hmm. down the road. And yeah. certainly, her her getting the shit kicked out of her a few episodes ago was a catalyst for her. Wanting to talk to the to her uh, her police contact more and with better information, but this also leads her to uh, not really able to like get Tony. But there's a new target that she can certainly inform on. Other Tony and Chris. Other Tony and Chris. Yeah, Chris is mad. He's all Chris is not a great. I mean, he's a great character. He's not a great person. No, no. He's he's a drug addict. Yeah, he's a drug addict that is uh, wildly erratic. Yes. Um, Tony has another panic attack while playing golf while talking about Tony B yes. to Johnny, who's now suspicious, like you said, of Tony. And he also, I guess, re- I think, I guess he put the whole thing. I don't know if he put it together at the funeral, but it kind of clicked for him at the funeral of uh, what's the kid's name? Pope Peepy Popey Peeps 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 Peeps. Yeah, who they accidentally put Peeps on his headstone. Yeah, it's a, that sucks. Um, and so Tony has another panic attack. So he goes back to the therapy session or goes to see, to, uh, see Melfi. And then he like admits to having a panic attack, which we know he's been having many panic attacks, you know, for the last like two years that he hasn't really been addressing with her. And, uh, as he like cops to that one. Yeah, because it's kind of hard for him to explain, and so he kind of just has to tell her the truth. Right, you know? like, he, he he cops to that one, and then he kind of starts copping to the smaller ones, which then leads to a panic attack, mm-hmm. uh, which then leads to the truth about what happened that night, which we can, you know... We we will we can you know wrap up the, the unidentified black males yes. in just a moment, but... Um, to the truth of what happened that night that Tony B was arrested. So the story that Tony has told uh, several times on the show and historically for the show has been that that night on his way to the the job, uh, four black guys jumped him, took his sneakers, uh, but he was you know got a cut on his forehead and got knocked out, and that's why he wasn't there. When in truth, what happened was he was arguing with his mother. And he had a panic attack, and he fell and hit his head on the uh, was it the staircase, the stair mm-hmm. thing or whatever banister, banister, yeah. Uh, and that's why. So this 
thing that he's going to therapy for and the thing that pushed him to therapy that he has just buried so deep within inside him and is the it's craziest shit is like the root cause of maybe the root cause of like the uh, continuance of it of Tony B, especially since he seems to have a panic attack every time Tony B is mentioned these days. Uh, this is an, an incredible scene. Uh, mm. I think Lorraine Bracco is fantastic in this scene of just like, it just feels like she is legitimately trying to pull this information out, but yeah. also being cognizant that like, this is a difficult thing for anybody to do, let alone a Tony Soprano. So she's even like, you know, you can stop if you want, but Tony Soprano, good for him, uh, a little personal growth, decides to push through uh, to, you know, get this shit out of his system. And I think a lot of us have something that we, you know, buried within ourselves that probably we need to shit out, just like Tony Soprano did. He had, uh, that's the best joke of the entire series. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I like to think of it as a childbirth. No, it's like taking a shit. <laughs> it's like taking a, sometimes coming in here is like t- like taking a shit. I like to think of it as childbirth. No, it's like <laughs> taking a shit. Okay, and if that's every time he takes a shit, we, we need to figure out what's going on with Tony's tummy. gotta get Tony's some fiber tummy. in his diet. You this know? is terrible. You can't be doing that man. every single time. You're going to, you're going to Elvis yourself. I think that's what happened to him, actually. James Gandolfini. Oh. Yeah, man. Um, oh. It's a tragedy, really. That'd be a great way to end it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the second week in a row that I've had a really dumb joke that we could have ended on, but we got yeah. like five minutes more of material we need to go over. <laughs> um, uh, the unidentified black male in the show is okay. the four people that he mentioned. It's the people that, uh, you know, Meadow to Finn mentions. Oh, Meadow's married now. Uh, we're going to get married. I guess Finn just wanted to shut up. So he's like, well, we get married. Yeah, he's like, uh, I, I can't think. Just, I just, marry. just get married, I guess. Uh, it's the people that killed um, Jackie. Jackie yep. was an unidentified Which black man. Which she even called that shit out when he was killed. Yes. You guys did this, and I know. Now it. she's... It's weird. And I guess you just defend your family. I don't know if she believes She's another she's example of the tractor beam. Yeah. She's another example of you, you're not escaping the tractor beam. Right. Oh, and also Carmella. Uh-huh. Oh, I guess the other identified black male was uh, when <clears throat> Tony B says that's who killed. Or that he his foot was... Yeah, yeah, he got jumped by black guys as well, yeah. which is ironic that he uses the same excuse that Tony yes. did. They all do. The situation. And, and like the, it's kind of inferred it like as a joke, like, oh, would you not mob related? There's a, like that's just a bunch of black guys. We didn't see who they were, though. Yeah, uh, this is, uh, you know, let's just hit it like this is the fucking problem. Like this is the problem when uh, you can use an entire race as a scapegoat uh-huh. for uh, things like this. And if they, they've been doing it the whole show and it, it's on purpose it's for a yes. point, but they've done yes. it the whole show it, again. It's with the, it's a sup- white supremacy group. Almost uh, yes. the mob is that's now, they're just not, not murdering like part people. of people. Yeah. It's not part of their credo and they're, they're murdering like, people, but they're not like murdering black people, but yeah, they're, no, definitely... they're like for profit racists. Yes. They're uh, they're, like they if, if it behooves them, they'll work 
with yes. the people of color. Yeah. But they also have absolutely no intentions of doing any type of real personal uh, anything with them. Right. Exactly. Uh, and, you know, like, topical. <laughs> it is fucking, topical. Fucking uh, topical. We also have Carmella, who has, has now been strong-armed by Tony's legal actions. Ooh. So she cannot get a an attorney for divorce. What do you think about that meal that they? That was a good had? one. I I saw the movie. Uh, I saw the movie Marriage Story, and it was a little bit like that. So you have you? So you did see Marriage Story? Then? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. I very much. I wouldn't say that I, that movie was like taking a shit. Uh, that was. I wouldn't say that I, it was great. It was really really good. I never want to watch that again. Yeah, that was the, the some of the most intense scenes of anything. Uh, just, <laughs> just very so, good. So mad at each other. Yeah, they really are. Uh, but yeah, so she's trying to get a divorce, and this is another example of you can't escape Tony. And uh, when she's talking to the lawyer, we even get the black bears back. Yeah. Yeah, Which I is for, just all just very uh oh the metaphors back. Oh, here he is. Right here. It's Tony. Alright. And then of course at the end of the episode, he's fucking sitting laying in the pool, just just showing like It's mine. This is where I live. I'm gonna be yep. back before you know it. Just don't even worry. You can you can continue to try to divorce me, but you ain't getting Jack S. Mm-hmm. Um and then that's when Meadow calls to inform her of the good news. And, and like, I wonder, <clears throat> so, like, <clears throat> Carm's look out the window where I feel like that was kind of, like, her kind of thinking back on the good times and, like, how she should be extremely happy to go down to the pool and tell her husband that their daughter's getting married. Mm-hmm. And there was like happy, sad tears that that's not at all like the full way this is going down. You know? Yeah. And she's saying, mm-hmm. yeah, her marriage not being, you know, going to divorce. It's ending. Yeah. And I think she's also very happy as she looks down at Tony that uh, this is Meadow's best chance to get out. Which, as sure. we know, she does end up, I, she does end up transferring to UCLA, doesn't she? I don't remember. I believe she does. Yeah. I don't know for sure. But um, this is her best chance to get out. Not only just because she is dating a man and is getting married to a man that is not in the mob. Um, but also, like, he's not from New York. Has no ties there. Uh, this could be her opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's definitely her opportunity to not be a mobster's wife. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> I hope we... Uh can see more of Finn dealing with mafia stuff because that's I like always shaggy. interesting. Shaggy do, yeah. Kinda like Shaggy. Yeah, because it's it's interesting to get that perspective of someone who's just so disgusted by everything. Yeah. You know True outsider. That's seeing it. Mm-hmm. Seeing it. Alright man. Well, that's the podcast for this week. We got four more episodes this season. So we can do two yes, and sir. two. Yes, sir. Yeah. And we'll pick back up next week. Um You'll get a what a midweek episode from us, and then yeah. uh, uh, probably a, a, a beginning of the week or late weekend episode, something like that. And mm-hmm. then I know we have our bonus Avatar episode coming up soon. Some point, yeah. 
Uh, I know course, Austin gave us the... Uh, we have the list. We just don't have a date yet. Right. Um, current events threw a little bit of a wrench into things. But everybody stay safe. Super, super, super safe. Uh, stand up for what you believe in. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, man. I don't know what you're saying. Black Lives Matter. Okay. All right. See it. Bye.